0: Hi, I'm Ryan North.
1: I'm Lori Fungi.
0: And I'm Sean Wilson. You're listening to Foster Family Matters, a production of CK Family Services. People united through God to enhance the physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being of at-risk children and families. Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us again for uh, Foster Family Matters. We are super excited for this little project that we're kicking off. This will be the first episode that we do in our uh, several episode series uh, where we're taking a look at the book uh, The Whole Brain Child. And uh, this is a book that uh, that we uh, value ourselves in our own parenting experience. We, we utilize this book to draw from uh, in, in educating and supporting Uh, Those that are are, uh, foster parenting and and caring for uh, kiddos they've adopted. And uh, we just think it's a wealth of knowledge. We hope that you'll benefit. Um, If if you're listening to this kind of after the fact, uh, you know, and and of course these episodes will persist as long as the internet lives on, but. uh, feel free to uh, kind of our idea in this is that you, that you might engage in this content in this particular podcast in sort of a, a book club type fashion with uh, folks that you're in community with in, in a real Tangible way, maybe that's a, a Sunday school class or a mom support group or a, a dad's breakfast club or uh, I don't know whatever whatever sort of uh, community that you're that you're operating within. Um, and and if you don't have community and you'd like to join along with us, uh, the, our Facebook group uh, would be a perfect place uh, to do that at. And you can find that on Facebook. The name of the group is Foster Family Matters, just like the show. And uh, you do have to request uh, membership, but we're pretty open. Um, uh, with allowing folks in. so um, That's kind of the, the preface for this. I'm going to pitch it over to, I think, uh, Lori? Yeah. And uh, and we'll get started here. Well, I think we're going to... So for this so episode... So you're not
2: taking comments on your introduction this time? you just to dive right into the content? <laughs> I am. I'm just
0: going straight, straight in here, me. right?
2: I had some good material. Oh, some, like, the, 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 sorry, it'll never see the light of oh, day. Hold, hold on. Let me check Womber. my
0: notes. No, it, yeah, it says Sean, 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 Sean Lori. Oh. <laughs>
2: That's my <laughs>
1: if only it was that
2: scripted. That's uh, so, 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 so <laughs> good when you don't Bless. email them to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't get so, the memo. Uh,
0: but uh, actually, I guess let me let me say just a, a couple more things. I I think. Um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of opportunity for folks to utilize this sort of content, and and we're kind of stabbing in the dark a little bit here. Um, you know, we we pre, we play professionals on TV, um, <laughs> but, but but we're real people uh, who are fallible, and uh, so be interactive with us uh, as this, as this content is coming out. Um, if there's uh, things that, that you'd like to see uh, different, um, we're we're open to feedback. Uh, but, uh, for today's episode, um, we're going to try to start with, we're, we're going to start with, uh, our introduction and, uh, chapter one, and then, uh, we're hopeful to work our way through, uh, chapter two, get into a couple of the, uh, initial strategies and we're going to kind of take the premise that you've already read, uh, read this, this material and, and you're kind of joining alongside us in discussion about it. So if you have not pause this episode, this is the only time I'll ever tell you, wait, (laughs) throw the brakes on, don't listen to this episode just yet. Pause, go get the book. You can pick it up in, in a link that we'll provide you, and uh, Amazon will get it to you in like 24 hours or something like that. I
2: think that's a thing now.
1: It's Maybe close. even same day.
2: Maybe. Or you have to day. use your Kindle. You can get it instantly. True story. people go like work. go to bookstores anymore? I guess you can get it instantly do.
1: that way. I Hey, easy.
2: The B&N? What's Is a B and n Don't talk bad
1: What's about a B and n
2: Can we get eggs in the morning? Barnes <laughs> and Noble. Oh, well, I know.
1: Do you remember Dalton's?
2: Oh yeah. 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 I don't feel like this episode's <laughs> gonna be twenty minutes long with a stroll that We've design. had a twenty minute yeah, intro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so uh, so Lori, yeah. Wolverine child, good. I Without further ado
1: let <laughs> me recenter us. Um, what I love about this book is that It's really, really applicable, and you probably heard us say that, and so I'm just going to keep repeating that, that it doesn't have to, it's not geared towards kiddos um, that come from the system into your home. It it can really be helpful for any child that you interact with. And I think I can speak on Ryan and Sean's behalf that our hope for you is from a quote that that I'm going to use, Tina and Dan just did a much more brilliant job of saying it than, than I think I could. But I love, I love this line in one of the first pages. It's actually on page four. What you do as a parent matters and will provide you with straightforward, scientifically-based ideas that will help you build a strong relationship with your child that can help shape his brain well and give him the best foundation for a healthy and happy life. And I think that just sets the tone for what our hope and prayers in our time with you, um, that we can provide you a little bit of humor at times and some levity, as well as practical tips and tools to help strengthen and nurture your connection and relationship with your kiddo.
2: Yeah, that, that's, that's a really great um, thing that you said there. And, and honestly, if we really want to do this book um, service, we should probably just read it. Mm. Like you tune in and listen just, to us reading. It's just the audio book by us. <laughs> right. It the works better with his us. accent than it would
1: know. for either Sean or I, I believe.
0: Yeah, I don't know where the copyright rules like land on that. <laughs>
2: <man>. <laughs> What's copyright? No, I'm kidding. No, I get, I get that. I get that. Um, I, I will say uh, uh, about this book that, um, that that Dan Siegel is one of the smartest people I've ever encountered in my, in my whole life. And and, and Tina, too. I mean, she's, she, brilliant. she's brilliant. She's a brilliant lady, but she has something... Um, that Dan doesn't have, and that is her ability to sort of speak like um, in the common vernacular. Yes. Like sometimes he's like, man, I struggle to finish a sentence with that guy. But when you put the two of them together, this book is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talked about this in, in the previous episode, how I'm on, I go through it once a year plan now, because there's so much right in it. So I'm going to read you one of my favorite quotes here right at the beginning, page six. One part of your brain is devoted to dealing with memory, Another part to making moral and ethical decisions. It's almost as if your brain has multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. Some rational, some irrational, some reflective, some reactive. No wonder we can seem like different people at different times. And I think that that, it's a little wordy for a t-shirt, but I think I want it on a t-shirt. Right? You um, could
0: put it on a travel mug,
2: or you know, or like maybe have put on a t-shirt for my wife, so I could actually read it. And like, oh, yes, that's what I need to remember. There's my reminder. Like right. Everything I need to remember, that's I'm going to put on a brilliant. t-shirt for my spouse. Honey, walk
1: ahead of me. <laughs> why? Why? Where,
2: <laughs> yeah, printed front and back just to be safe. <laughs> I, I was going in a certain direction. And it, it filters, um, they work. But but it but but I think in the intro of this book, there's, there's a lot of things to remember. Like, I think that's really great to remember. They talk about. Um, how, how we've now discovered in neuroscience and, and now discovered, you know, in the last decade or so that the brain's actually malleable, that, that that we can actually change the way you think about things, the way you process things, the whole Hebbian principle firing and wiring and how experiences can change your brain because until, like, the 21st century, people just thought, you know, once you got out of, you know, we didn't even understand that you had to be 25 or 30 before your brain was actually developed, right? right.
1: that plasticity.
2: But, yeah, like, I think, like, my son just got his driver's license He's 16 and I'm like, man, you should... Drive with a, uh, like a, a motorcycle helmet on or, or something. <laughs> like inside the car? Well, Yes. well your bubble wrap? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I'm okay with that. It's, we need to protect the brain that's <laughs> the bubble wrap, right? is a little ridiculous. We'll stick with the <laughs> okay. motorcycle helmet. Seriously, Lori. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a bicycle helmet. A, and, right? and leathers. And leathers. And leathers. And boots. Yes. Right? Um, <laughs> and a, a bodyguard. And a bodyguard. <laughs> wow. Who's holding bubble and, and bubble wrap? The helmet. <laughs> He's holding you. bubble wrap Thank over <laughs> the helmet? Um, right. I mean, we just said that's a really great thing to remember because I know the book's called the Whole Brain Child, but that gives me as an adult hope too. Right. The, the, my brain can change, and so um, if you if you if you go with like your more traditional parenting or parenting the way you were parented, that does not have to be the reason you parent the way you do. People can change, and that's why I love this book for everybody because to me that's it's not just these strategies of integrating you know left, right, upstairs, downstairs, and all those kinds of things that we're going to talk about, but it is um, it is to me it's like it, it it gives me a little bit of hope that I can change. And I think that's one of my favorite messages of the book.
1: Well, and what this does for me is that I'm, for those of you that know me, I'm a complete nerd and fanatic when it comes to the brain. It it fascinates me. I hunger for more information. I want to stay on on top of the the latest and greatest research about it because it's ever-changing and ever-evolving and we're learning more and more um, in time about the brain. That doesn't mean a large majority of you are like that as well. It may be you hear brain and you hear that dun-dun-dun because it is so complex, because it feels foreign, um, that we just don't know that much about it. And so this book takes something um, that can be really complex, I think, to many of us, and it makes it simple. It's not simplistic. This book is by no means simplistic, Mm. but it does simplify strategies and techniques. Um, It it simplifies words like neurotypical and neurological tenants and neurological functioning and neurological architect. And, And it puts it in words of this is how you parent to help your child's brain grow. And when you do it this way, your brain grows as well. And to me, that, that serve and return, that give and take yeah. is what's so powerful because that's the framework of relationships. And if we step away with, from that, I really don't know what we're doing in life, period.
2: Right. I, I, love, um, I love the illustrations in this book. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of fun. Uh, on page 12, there's the chaos, uh, the, 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 the moms in a, in a rowboat in the middle of, the, um, of this river. on one bank is chaos. Um and what i what I really love is they introduced this idea earlier that on the other bank is not calm. there's rigidity, mm-hmm. right? The calm is in between the chaos mm-hmm. and the rigidity. And I think that 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 we, again, I'd start things with I think that we, but really have to say, in the past, I have, if that's more honest, <laughs> right, have felt that that there's chaos or calm, but um I have confused rigidity and control. Mm. With, with being with calm in my house right because again we say this every episode the, the point of parenting is not to be a seeker of compliance which I spent the the long you know I should say every episode hi my name is Ryan I'm a recovering compliance seeker um, because that hasn't helped anything in my home it certainly did not lead us to, to a place of calm and You know we have six children two dogs Uh, my wife and i both um, have many words that we try to get at every day and we also uh, can be high volume speakers i don't mean yelling i mean like we're just loud naturally Mm -hmm. um and um, my home is sometimes i'll just look at my wife and go i'm actually surprised at how calm my home is right now because you can get to that place but Mm -hmm. you have to navigate those extremes instead of bouncing between the two extremes so um i i do love that that we try to control things, we become rigid, but really flexibility is our friend in a lot of these situations.
0: Absolutely. And and that particular illustration applies across the board, right? Yep. It's not just our own experiences in that, but it's That's our right. children's experiences because they're also in a boat in the same stream that we're in. And, and they're they're constantly going back and forth like this, which makes it that much more important that we try to stay the middle course. So that we can show them the way.
2: Yeah, mentor them. Yep, that's right. I love in the book they actually call them little canoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, in, they're in their own little canoes. <laughs> own
2: little canoe. canoes. Canoes a funny word. And it, I know it has nothing to do word. with anything. I just think canoes a funny word.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe we should do a canoe episode
1: or a kayak. We?
2: Well, that's better because canoe sounds like it to be spelled K-A-N-U canoe canoe, Can but you? it's up. I
0: love his movies. Let's He's really good. The, the, that John Wick series that's out. Can- canoe Reeves, isn't it? it
2: no? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's something that's different. Yes, but I will confess wow. that I'm going to watch the remake, the Bull and Ted Part Three. I'm just going <laughs> to do it. Body from
1: Point Break is not happy with you're, you.
0: You're going to have to, right? <laughs> Point Break. Yeah. Oh,
2: gosh, that's I'm going to have to put notes in all of the Ca- Canoe <laughs> Reeves movies in oh, in the, in the episode.
0: So where does that where does that leave us, guys? Um, Where are we at in the discussion here? Um, I think I think you want to talk
2: about maybe some of the strategies in in chapter two.
1: Absolutely, luckily a little foundation. Many of you know this. Um, Some of us may not. Some of us will pretend that we know this. We're going (laughs) to take the first.
2: Who are you taking a shot at in the room with you right now, (laughs) Lori? Because I too claim claim brain nerd status.
1: Uh, (laughs) I know you do. You're my cohort. Um, sure. helping to, to simplify the, the first two hemispheres, the left and right mm-hmm. hemispheres, um, for the sake of this and in the sake of Dan and Tina, they call it just the left and right brain. Mm-hmm. And so I think starting out, it's a great foundation for learning and educating ourselves on the differences between the left and the right brain. One of the easy ways to remember is left starts with L, so does legality and logic, um, literal thinking, lineal thinking, linguistics,
2: all the L words all the L
1: and lists as Dan and Tina said in the book and so that that's helpful because that's exactly how our left brain operates is that I just use a list of alliterations with things that start with L and that's lovely thank you
2: (laughs) I see what you did there
1: length (laughs) you and with our right brain it's um, it's the exact opposite of those things it's holistic it's emotional it's creative um, it's reactive and it doesn't care about any kind of lists. It's in the moment, right then and there. And I think having that understanding, for me personally, the simple understanding between those two have completely shifted the way that I view my own personal kiddos and the kiddos that I work with. Because when I can see the, the biological and neurological foundations, because it's science and there's data, um, it helps me to not take what I see coming out of that little brain personally, yeah. right? I don't. I don't have ownership over that anymore because it's it's a part of that makeup. It's a part of that, that child, um, in a really, really anatomical sense, rather than an emotional sense.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing that I love about this book, um, my favorite quote of all time, and I have ranked my quotes, Sean. You know, oh, yeah. I'm the kind of person who rank my quotes. Absolutely. My favorite quote of all time is with Maya Angelou. She says, do the best you can until you know better. Mm. And when you know better, do better. Mm-hmm. And I think this book is one of those books that helped me know better. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, talking about the left brain, right brain a little bit, um, you know, they're talking in the book about um, the left brain is the letter of the law and the right brain is the spirit of the law. Right. Mm. Um, the left brain uh, provides content. The left brain provides context because we experience our feelings, mm. right? We can't, we cannot downplay that. Um, and so the left brain and the right brain have to work together for us to make sense of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know a couple of interesting notes about the brain uh, is that your ref- the right hemisphere of your brain functioning in utero and your left side of your brain comes online afterwards right So you can experience things in utero uh, before you're born. That's why babies can um, babies can feel feel their feelings, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah. they, but they can't talk about their feelings, right? Because that part of their brain's not, not online yet. I mean, the physical structure's there; it's just not functioning correctly. And so, this integration of the brain um, helps helps that neurotypical thing that Laurie was talking about. I, I do want to say though, and this this isn't in the book, um, but for like a foster care audience where where you might be dealing with some FASD kids. Um, the part of your brain in the middle there, the corpus callosum that actually communicates between the left brain and the right brain, Mm -hmm. um, fetal alcohol exposure either makes that communication difficult, very difficult, or not possible initially, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's basically like wading through a swamp, the communication. (coughs) And so I want to say that when, when we can talk about integrating left brain, right brain, but the truth of the matter is that might be more than just a one, two, three for, for some folks, right? right? There's, there's, you're going to have to, um, if you can't get your kid out of there, so what's what the strategy, right? You connect in the emotional place and then you, and then you redirect them right. to, to, to a logical place. That's going to be hard for some of our kids in foster care. Right. And so I want, want to caution folks who are listening that that, that just because we said you've know, you got to connect in, in the emotional place and then, come and then direct, redirect them to a place of logic and reason... Um, that is not going to be, how um, do I don't want to say this delicately? That's going to be really, a really difficult process for for some of the kiddos we're serving.
1: A challenge and and maybe impossible in some ways, and not to say that there isn't another strategy that's going to work for you, but some strategies may be impossible because of the irreparable damage that FASD, fetal alcohol exposure does in utero. There are lesions that never go away, and some of those are found on the corpus callosum like you were talking about. Sometimes they're found in other parts of the brain, but it's it's being mindful and having just very real Realistic expectations that, okay, I'm going to give this a try, trial and error. I'm going to give it more than just a try, maybe more, uh, two or three more times. And if it's not sinking in and taking root and you're not seeing the benefits of it, we just switch out that tool to another one. And hopefully right. we're, we're putting tools. That's just exactly what we're doing in this time together is putting more tools in your tool bag.
2: Yeah. So, um, can, can I tell a story about left brain, right brain integration? Hopefully that makes the point. Absolutely. I was hoping that you would. So, so, um, our, our daughter, she's about Um, three and a half, four years old in the story. Um, And so they're they're running in the house. And I know everybody tells the kids not to run in the house. And by the way, uh, when your child is running in the house and trips and falls and whacks their head into the wall and they're crying, that is actually not the time you tell them um, not to run in the house. (laughs) No, you have to connect and then redirect. We're just redirecting. Connect like you reach
0: out and touch them and tell them connect don't run in the house emotionally
1: and physically
2: and physically but here so 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 here's so the story actually plays out both of those those scenarios so she's running she stumbles and she trips and hits her head in the side of the wall at my wife's grandmother's house and so um and so she's crying and so um, my mother-in-law picks her up she's right she's like the first person on the scene and and picks her up and 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 uh, it does the sort of the bouncing thing the patting of the back and saying there there you're okay and at the time i watched that and thought oh my gosh that's that's not helpful to her because I thought, because I was so, so smart. Well, I think, mm-hmm. I think wisdom is, is intellect peppered with experience. I think wisdom is born out of that. I don't, I just think being smart doesn't make you wise. No. Right. You can be smart and not be wise. I was smart, but not wise is I think what I'm confessing to. Mm-hmm. And if anybody forwards this episode of my mother-in-law, we no longer friends. She <laughs> cannot hear that I've confessed to this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. anyhow, uh, so she's, she's doing it. And, and I remember one of the things that Karen Purvis said early on that really connected with me. She said, there's nothing special about what we're doing. We're just remembering the way our grandmothers treated us mm-hmm. yeah. and we're doing it like that. Right. And so so watching grandmothers, because she's giving all the sensory input the child needs, right? The, 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 right. There's, there's the, the vestibular, there's the proprioceptive, there's the tactile and all that stuff going on. Um, and so I said, hey, let me let me try. And so I asked, so I'm like, oh, baby, I'm, I'm sorry that you're hurt. Are you okay? And eh, You know, the crying. And so put her in my lap and hold her close. And so now I feel like we've connected. She knows there's empathy coming from all of us around her. And I said, what happened? And then she gives some version, I fell and hit my head. But it's almost not audible because she's still crying. And I said, um, why were you running? And she gave me a little bit of a more cohesive answer. She sort of. Crying, and I said, um, "You know, how can how can we make sure you don't get hurt again?" I don't remember the exact questions that were, but they are who, what, where, when, how, and why. Um, Rudyard Kipling, the author, said those are the six. His six friends had taught him everything he ever learned, because you cannot answer who, what, where, when, how, and why with a yes or a no. It actually requires you to find words. And so if we just kept asking those questions of her once we'd connected emotionally, that was the process by which we redirected her over to her left side of her brain, because that's where the words live. So she has to go over there to fetch the words. Mm. And over time, her pain hadn't subsided, but her, her response to the pain had changed some because we were literally moving the focus from the right side of her brain over to the left side of the brain by just asking her questions that she had to answer in some version of a sentence. Yeah.
1: You know, it's interesting, this is just kind of a side note, I've read some research within the last couple of years that said those those W questions, those direction questions can actually increase cortisol in a traumatized brain. So I think it's really interesting... Um, I'm curious of when we are asking those questions with our kiddos. I think that time and and the moment in that situation has a lot of weight yeah, to
2: yeah,
1: how we do that, right? And so your first step was the it was the connect. You were connecting. It sounded like the grandmother connected right brain to right brain, yeah. and your daughter at three four was sad, hurt frustrated, probably a little bit of embarrassment for falling, feeling painful. And the the connection of the right brain was, I've got you. You're safe in my Mm -hmm. arms. Shh. Everything's gonna be okay. Right. The sensory needs are being met. That whole feeling and emotiveness of it all was just being met. And Mm -hmm. to a point where it was met and, and satiated so that we could do that left brain conversation. So I, I say that for as a, just kind of putting a little pin, be mindful of when we're asking those questions, um, especially if we, if we have kiddos from a traumatic background in our homes and we may not get the same answers that, yeah, I mean, Ryan's, that Ryan's little one offered.
2: Yeah, so I mean, the thing it's really important what you, what you said because that highlights the fact that we have to connect first you have to connect with that, that left brain emotion. excuse me, the right brain emotional response first, otherwise you're not going to get any of those good things that you want out of, right. out of that left brain so um, along with my favorite drawing Sean um, instead of command and demand, which is probably the way most of us are raised, which means is mo- is how most of us respond under pressure, you got to leave command and demand behind and go for the connect and redirect and um, and, and you know, I told that it story. It's one of my favourite stories because it actually, um, I think, illustrates both of the, of the strategies in this chapter, and that is, you know, the strategy number two is name it to tame it. We were able, as part of that, moving her from a right brain to her left brain, get her to tell the story about what had actually happened, and so that had some therapeutic level. It's why talk therapy still, after 150 years or whatever, that it was canonised by Freud, but. We also know that the Bible says confess your sins one to another, right? There's this therapeutic element in that and talking about stuff. And that's kind of what I love about, si- about, about brain science is it confirms a lot of stuff that I already learned because I read a, th- a book called The Bible. Hmm. And I'm not saying that, the, you, know, you know, and I just want to want to maybe tap who, the brakes here a little bit. Who, who wrote that? Um, <laughs> some guy named paul paul, paul?
1: he was one <laughs> okay. uh, so yeah. many.
2: Okay. Uh, collaborative so, effort it was a, it was a collaborative effort mm-hmm. over a period of time okay. um but one of the th- so i mentioned paul like that because because i think there's so much in in what he wrote that it gives sort of like whispers of what neuroscience is discovering right mm-hmm. um we just talked about how your brain's malleable we just talk about how it can be regenerated we just talk how it can be changed but he wrote in romans how you are but, you know, renew- the the renewing of your mind. I'm sorry, I stumbled mm-hmm. on the verse here, but he talked about the renewing of your mind. You talk about, you know, in Deuteronomy, um, because Siegel actually talks about it in this book uh, in maybe a subsequent chapter about this, you know, how they at the end of every day around the table, they talk about the day. Like one good thing that happened, one bad thing that happened, one kind thing you did for somebody, right? And it reminded me of of that verse in Deuteronomy where where Moses talks about, you know, in your your rising and you're sleeping and you're going out and coming back in, talk to your children, tell the stories and stuff like that. And so a lot of those things, those biblical things that I learned in Sunday school the neuroscientists are writing about them and, and like and basically um, confirming it's not the right word because God didn't need a neuroscientist to confirm what he said but, but coming but, into fruition. Yeah and so now science is discovering something that we were was written down thousands of years ago mm-hmm. because people are people and and, and that's why love, that's why I kind of geek out on neuroscience because it helps me understand so, so God created the brain right? And so these guys can now, and and these men and women can now explain this thing that God created to me um, better better than I'd ever understood before. That's part of why I just love um, hearing about the brain.
0: Absolutely. So in Chapter 2, and we've been talking about it, I don't know that we've actually named it explicitly yet. Um, but there are two strategies that are presented, in, and in Chapter 2, the book talks a lot about uh, the, the two hemispheres, the two brains, and, and the, the importance, the need to reconnect, the, or, or not reconnect, but to connect them together. These two strategies listed in Chapter 2, I think, are specifically uh, designed uh, to, to make that happen. Right? Yes. And, and so we've talked a little bit about, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to have to pull it a little bit closer here, guys. Sorry, my, my eyes are not what they used to be. But uh, connect and reconnect, surfing, emotional waves, and uh, the name entertainment, telling stories to calm big emotions. And I know we talked a lot about, well, I feel like we talked about connecting. Uh, And and the redirecting piece, I think, is important, though, because I, I, I recall... And and I don't have as good of a recall as you guys do with regards to specific pages and that sort of thing. But there's there's a, an idea in here that redirecting is not distraction, right? It's um, it's not uh, in in the context of what they're talking about in the book. Redirection. Is um, guiding towards making the connection between the two hemispheres. Not, it's not in you know in the behavioral sense that we sometimes talk about. Well, I use redirection as a strategy to control my child's behavior, right? Um, it's not. Hey, look at this shiny object over here, so they'll stop
1: doing right. what it's, they're doing. It, it's not falling off the bike and, and going, ow, and picking your kid up and going, you know, honey, I'm so sorry that happened. Okay, go play. Right. You know, go back or let's yeah. get you some ice cream because you're sad. Yeah, I was just you
2: thinking the ice cream. Oh, you're yeah. sad. Have ice cream. you, 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 gotta, you <laughs> ice cream. your emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Or, or with the toddlers where it's like, you know, you, you see them pick up a, a, a marker and you're like, and you're looking at your your sofa going, oh my <laughs> God, everything <laughs> goes in slow mo, <laughs> yes. And so you grab like the remote control and you're like, we're going to exchange these, right? Like that's, that's not the direction that's that's being spoken about here it's a little more intentional yeah there's
2: no smoke and mirrors involved here right because you know it's funny you mentioned the ice cream because i was thinking a lot of times we do that though in parenting if you'll just stop ice cream stop crying get some ice cream kind of thing Mm -hmm. um fee for service (laughs) what 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 you what you end up with though is people who eat their feelings so i can only assume this is the message of my childhood because when i'm stressed i eat
1: there's the potential for that to be the outcome yes not all
2: the time right? yeah okay Ms. Fungi weighs in with, 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 a, with a disclaimer. <laughs> um, yes, I absolutely agree with that. There is the potential for that, right? Um, there's also the potential to have somebody who will have a lifelong struggle with their weight. Right. Uh, the, you know, and all of those things. And, and let's just avoid those things. Because I know it's easier giving ice cream, but we're not actually solving any, any issues by giving ice cream. We're just shoving it back there because you're going to deal with it now. Somebody's gonna deal with it later. Hmm. Right.
1: And and we go back to parenting styles and attachment styles and that's a really dismissive approach. And so I think the first part in, in in venturing in this book and in your walk with us is we we just plead with you to have an open mind and an open heart and a a goal or a desire for some self-awareness. So it's one thing to say, I want to put tools in my bag, but it's another thing to say, I want to learn and stretch and grow within myself as Mm, I put tools in my bag.
2: So good. And
1: so helping yourself to giving yourself the permission to say, Ooh, you know what? That wasn't done for me. And I don't really know what that looks like. The hope is that this book helps illustrate some of what that looks like, but also getting to mourn that that wasn't done for you.
2: Yeah. I I think, I think that the, the message I mean, there's a handful of really consistent messages I think that come through in every episode and, and one of those is it's okay to be sad um, we tell our children that it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be mad you're entitled to your feelings but we as parents have to realize we're entitled to our feelings too Amen. and and, and trying to make sense of your past um, a lot of people avoid it because, um, and, and at least this is the feedback we've gotten Right, people avoid that because they think that some of that means that, that, that their mother or father is going to be unhappy with them and that's not true or someone thinks that you can end up hating your parents. That's not true either. Right. You just end up being like a, a happier person.
1: Because you made sense of yes, it.
2: Right. And so I love the way they talk about that making sense in the book. And so I actually wrote this quote down because it was so good. Um, because making sense of that is like building a puzzle. Hmm. Right. And they said, when you tell the story about what happened to you, the puzzle piece and put the puzzle pieces together, you feel less scared, sad, and angry. You also feel braver, calmer. And happier, and that's why that 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 you know, using the story story the, the the second strategy, which I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's talking about the, the story component of that, mm-hmm. is that if we can actually take kids to a place where they Name feel it, less sad, less scared, and less angry, and replace that with braver, calmer, and happier, I don't know a single parent who won't make that deal. Right. But well, that's work.
1: But if you're going to make that deal with your kiddos, you've got to make it to yourself.
2: Yes. Oh, yes. Right? Preach, sister. Mm-hmm.
1: I get really animated I feel like you should have about said, this. Can I
2: get a witness?
1: <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> Testify. Testify. Woo. Arms raised high. Let's go. Tell
0: them mental note we need an organist for our next episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get really animated about this because my heart goes out to the kiddos just as much as my heart goes out to yes. you. And yes. I want to love on you from afar. And I I want to care deeply for you from afar and I want—I don't want to do that more for you than you're willing to do for yourself. I'm more than happy to love and care for you and I hope that you take that same desire um, of yourself upon yourself and I hope that you find this place of loving yourself and caring for yourself because the moment that you do is the moment that you are truly fully equipped to be able to carry that out for your kiddos.
2: So um, this is one of the making sense thing. Um, And if if people, you know, the list of things that come up every episode here, I think are probably the five or six things that we're in complete lockstep on in agreement. This is one of them. Um, You know, we all know that that the Bible says the truth shall set you free. Um, But it's like our pastor says, if you find a verse you like, you know, you should probably read the rest of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make sure you understand the verse you like. Back up a couple of sentences Uh, and start, get a running start Mm -hmm, at it. mm -hmm. (laughs) Along, along, along in that vein, Sean, um, do you know what what it says? Just before the truth shall set you free. The truth shall be known. Mm. In order for the truth to set you free, it has to be known. And that's a process we're talking about. Right? If you really want to be set free, you have to deal with the, the reality of what has happened in the past. That's why the telling of the story is so beautiful. And if we can coach Absolutely. our kids to process their feelings and tell that story when they're 6, seven, eight, 12, whatever age they are, and we start doing this in our homes, mm. it's not just that your home becomes a more peaceful place. It's that you've changed the trajectory of their life and set them up to be healthier adults which then allows them to help other people be healthier right. adults, and you've just changed a lot of things for the good um, with these two simple things that these these very smart people are talking about.
0: Absolutely. Have you? Uh, I don't think it came from this from this book, but I've heard another way of saying this is you know what's shareable is bearable. Have Have you heard that?
1: I have. Is and- that Purvis? Um, I don't know that that's purpose. It's
0: not It might be Forbes. Other Forbes. I I, I don't know. I've heard that somewhere. But so, and and it it plays out like a thousand times in every office place in America, right? We as adults we call it venting, Um, but it's it's that the idea that if we can just find somebody that we can tell this story to, it's going to alleviate what's happening in here and help this 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 uh, lateral horizontal. Uh, communication happen in the brain
2: and so I, I know this isn't necessarily um, uh, not necessarily it is not part of this chapter but we're going to get it subsequently but but I feel like I should just tack something onto that Sean that's why it's the, the one that's a valuable because these things that are locked back in the recesses of our minds in sort of the emotional and reactive places mm. being able to talk about them kind of brings them forward right that's right and that's the value of therapy and, and I'm a big proponent of I've even suggested we should have a staff therapist like, like somebody on the office store is always open during business hours, and you need to go talk to somebody because venting's good. Mm-hmm. Venting. I'm
1: getting tired of playing the part.
2: <laughs> <laughs> venting's good. Um, I think L- you violated Lori it. But... Want, Lori
0: wants to access that person too. Hi.
1: <laughs> it's like,
2: I need help, darn it. And I need y'all to helping yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but venting is good. Venting to somebody who can actually help uh, mm. help you make sense of that, yeah. who is trained and experienced, is better.
1: Absolutely. Well, and this is what's so fascinating to me. Um, I'm a huge history buff, specifically World War II, even more specific the European theater. And so reading reading books about soldiers and how um, what they endured, everything from Germany and even going over to um, to Japan as well, just looking at World War II as a whole and the military and the soldiers. And I always kind of wondered their ability to to work through everything that they saw, what they saw, war is horrendous regardless. But I feel as though there's a shift of the resiliency scene in that era versus the the horrible numbers and statistics of suicide that we know now with the wars, the present wars going on. And I, I see this chasm, and I got, became very curious about it. And studies show there's a myriad of other um, components. But the one that stood out for me was back then, you were on a ship for months yeah. at a time. You were on a plane for months at a time going from different destinations. And in that time, the the organic discourse was the great opportunity to, to to happen. You had time and availability to talk to other people about what you encountered. Yes, I just got shot down and landed in the heart of Germany and hid for three weeks, and you're getting on a plane going back and you have a flat fellow mate to swap yep. st- stories with, right? And because of the the ease of technology now, the time that it takes to get from country to country is much less than it was... 50, 60, 70 years ago. Well, it, and I just think that's fascinating to me.
2: It, it, it's why I think that the that, that post-traumatic stress disorder is something that gets diagnosed after working with guys coming back from the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. But, but the British had something that they classified as shell shock, which is the same thing after the First World War. Yeah. Because those guys only had to take a couple of hours boat ride across the English Channel to be back home and didn't have that that that, that you're talking about. And so it is interesting that when we start airlifting troops out of, out of war zones as opposed to bringing them home by boat, um, th- those people's ability to integrate back into n- n- normal society Changes to the negative right. when they when they've missed out in that experience.
1: Well, and the bottom line is, we got to talk. We uh, got to tell our story. We, we, we talk share. all the time
2: in the microphones. <laughs> nobody got to tell us. We got to talk. <laughs> we talk. We we type.
0: We text. We we socialize. Uh, guys, I think we're coming near the end of the time yep. frame that we were hoping to hit. Uh, maybe even a little bit longer. Um, I, I want I want to give each of you a chance though to to kind of. Uh, throw out kind of one last thought with regards to this if you have it and then we'll talk just a little bit about what we're doing next time
1: sure all I'll just kind of couple with the importance of talking Many of our kiddos, as a therapist, I, um, I I even have the best clients struggle with sitting in my office and just openly talking. And so we incorporate movement. Um, movement, what we know is movement activates the left brain, and when the left brain is activated, so is language. And so you have more of an opportunity to um, to be vocal when you're in movement. And so my my practical. Application for you guys is take your kids to the park and stand behind them and push them on the swing set. Um, Go for a car ride just for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. Most times, that's when we hear some of the worst stories and some of the best stories from our kiddos is because they're not expected to maintain that eye contact and feel the pressure of of trying to uphold a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Go for a walk, play ball, play football, uh, kick the the soccer ball around. Get moving, and you'll. I think that you'll be really surprised of how much your kiddos are willing to share about their stories
2: yeah so my closing thought would be um, back to the the riverbanks mm-hmm. that if if the kids are in a place of chaos um, do not join them in the chaos right don't drag them to the rigidity but right. invite them into the calm mm-hmm. and I think that if you can remember that um, you might you might have a shot at doing better because I think most of us just join the kids in the chaos yeah. When they're, when they when it's loud, I have Absolutely. to be louder so they know I'm in charge.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. Like uh like you're trying to trump each other with your rigidity. Yes. Uh, oh, you could be hard, huh? Uh, watch what how test? hard I can be.
2: You ain't seen nothing yet, son.
0: <laughs> your grandparents were way harder than you and they taught me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel
2: feel like, I feel like there was a therapy moment right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, guys, and, and so my closing thought is similar to, I think my closing thought every time. And that is just, you know, there's, there's, there's not a single event in any of this that makes or breaks the whole deal, right? It's, it's a culmination. It's a story. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. You're building this life together. View it from that perspective. Don't throw the towel in. Uh, Because of of, uh, even a series of events in the grand scheme of things when you're when you're looking back on your life at the end of it the uh, Some of these moments are just not even going to be not even going to be there Um, So regardless of which side of the river you're on and what point they're at and and so on and so forth You're in it together. You're in the same river. You're 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 all really working towards the same goals and and I think that that's uh, That's an important way to view it.
1: Absolutely. So next time
0: around uh, we're gonna try to. I have to put my glasses on here for just a second. Sorry, I stepped away from the mic for a second there. So, uh, chapter three is what we're gonna try to tackle this next time. Okay. And uh, it's building the staircase of the mind, integrating the upstairs and the downstairs brain. Did you know that you have a loft in
1: your brain, Ryan?
2: Um, I call it the attic. <laughs> yeah, for, oh. <laughs> I mean, we're, 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 we're both we're both brain geeks. I was like, I'm like, are you serious, right? There? <laughs> I did. I should Beans, have, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I'll look
0: into the camera. Did you know that you have a loft you in your brain and apparently a basement? And it may be unfinished. Um, <laughs> True story. I, I have yeah, no idea. Testify. Whatsoever. Uh but Whatsoever. And, and the strategies we'll look at there are, uh, engage, uh, engage, don't engage, appealing to the upstairs brain, use it or lose it, uh, exercising the upstairs brain and move it or lose it. i like yeah. to move it. Like, We're don't gonna have move to, it. Move uh, it. Don't sing too much. We okay, don't want to get. Okay.
1: <laughs> why he shot you down? <laughs> I know. So, if you could
2: not sing, <laughs> that, was a,
1: that was a correct. We didn't even connect yet.
2: He <laughs> right. was just command oh, and demand. Don't say. It was I'm, a
1: command. I'm a work and in a progress. Practice and right. come why, on. Why, yeah. as we why, do you,
2: why do you think I read these books? <laughs> and as we learned in chapter one today, your brain is malleable. <laughs> it is malleable. I can learn. Don't give you up
1: can. on me yet. I won't.
0: Wait, wait at least another week, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, guys, thanks thanks so much for listening. Uh, be sure to spread the word. Uh, we we really do want to grow our uh, our impact, our our ability to reach folks in need, and, and the best way to do that is word of mouth. Uh, we we you know we try to uh, put things out there in advertisements and this and that and the other, but but the best way. Is by you talking to the folks around you and, and saying, "Hey, you got to check this this thing out." Uh, yeah. That Ryan North guy's got a lot of good points, and and so does that Lori Fungi. I'm not so sure about that Sean Wilson guy, but but whatever.
2: That's the actual review I wrote on iTunes. <laughs> was that you?
0: Was that, I knew that was you, Bob Marley. That's right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. Share it. Get it out there. We'll look forward to bringing you another episode in a couple of weeks and and, uh, get into that Facebook group that we've got set up. uh, Discuss with us uh, on these ideas and, and, and let us know what you'd like for us to talk
1: about in the future after this series is over. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Bye bye.